Welcome to the Rooted and Reaching podcast, a ministry of First Baptist Church in Charlottetown, PEI, Canada. At First Baptist Church, our vision is to be people deeply rooted in the amazing gospel of Jesus Christ, who then reach out into our neighborhood, city, and the world as we live and share the good news. Here is this week's Rooted and Reaching message from FBC Charlottetown. And for those of you who don't know me, my name is Kristen, and it's just such an honor to be able to be here this morning and sharing with you as we conclude this three-week series on change. So if you have just tuned in or if you have been here one or both of the last couple weeks, we've been going through this three-week series talking about change, that when we are changed in Christ, we can't go back. So two weeks ago, Pastor Dean started us off talking about that individual change, that decision that we make to say yes to Christ, and that's the best yes. It's a yes that changes everything. He talked about how when we are made new in Christ, that the old is gone. Well, last week we took it from that individual and then we took it out a step to look at this church, at the community of faith being changed by choice. He talked about how could we be a church that says yes to the gospel? Could we, say, could we be a church that says yes to generosity and unity and to the word of God? that builds up one another, that builds relationships, that truly cares for one another as family does. And he reminded us, and it's been in my head all week, he said, we just want to remind you that we exist for those who are not here this morning. Well, today we're going to take it one step outward. We're going to look at how the world can be changed for eternity. Just a small topic. But this idea that this church of changed people can now take that message of Christ outward, outside of these four walls, outside of ourselves, and really taking it to a world that needs to hear it. And taking that message of Christ, again, just to go for, through the last couple of weeks, that message of Christ that's renewed us, the message of Christ that we just sang about for the past half an hour that relates us and taking it and reaching this world. When we think of what this could look like, I feel like so often two words can come to mind. Those two words are outreach and evangelism. And if we look up these words in the dictionary, Webster says this word outreach means the extending of services or assistance beyond current or usual limits. And then this word evangelism means the spreading of the Christian gospel by public preaching or by personal witness. But to tell you the truth, I feel like those two words can sometimes feel really scary, can sometimes feel a bit daunting or feel like, oh, that's just for some people. But what would happen if we started to look at outreach and evangelism, not as intimidating, not as huge, daunting things, but instead we see them as everyday steps of faith, no matter how big or small, no matter how near or far. Could we be a part of seeing a world change for eternity? And could this happen through reaching out beyond our usual limits, outreach, and using our story of how Jesus has changed us to be a personal witness to those in our lives? Evangelism. This morning, we're going to open God's word to the book of Acts. And we were sitting in a teaching team meeting a few weeks ago, and uh, I knew I'd be speaking this morning. And so the four of us were just starting to brainstorm some ideas. 
and John Shute just goes, why don't you just preach on the whole book of Acts? You know, just the whole book, because that's really what it, mean, what, what it looks like for a world to be changed for eternity. That's what it looks like when this gospel message can be spread. And I was like, John, that's 28 chapters. Like, I got 20, 25 minutes to do this. But um, you can all talk to John, shoot after church, and we're going to start reading uh, Acts 1.1. I'm just kidding. We are going to go to Acts 1, but we are only going to look at a few verses this morning and not 28 chapters. So the book of Acts, Luke starts off really giving a synopsis of his previous book, which was the book of Luke. So he talks about all that Jesus did and taught. He talked about the instructions to the apostles and about the kingdom of God. And Acts, just to put it in some time context, this happens after Jesus had died and rose again. So we are going to start reading in Acts 1 verse 4, and you guys can follow along on the screen. So it says, and this is him talking to the apostles. Once when they were eating, Jesus commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised. As I told you before, John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So this book of Acts is a book that really shows us how the church began. It really shows us how this message of Christ goes out into the world. And it all starts here with Jesus saying, don't leave. With Jesus saying, just wait. So we continue, and it says, when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? And he replied, the Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. And this verse here, Acts 1.8, is really what we're going to key in on this morning. It says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witness, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And after saying this, he was taken up into a cloud while they were watching, and they could no longer see him. So this right here, these were the last words of Jesus, where he says, you'll receive this power, and where he says, you will go and be my witness to Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And we really do get to see this verse played out for the next 28 chapters. We get to see him going and the word of God going to all of these places. See, this right here is how we start to see a world change for eternity. And if we continue reading in Acts, we would get to Acts 2. And Acts 2 is what these people were waiting for. Acts 2 is what allows opportunities for people to be witnesses to the ends of the earth. This is the day of Pentecost, the day that the Holy Spirit comes, the day that Jesus told them, wait, wait until that happens. So Acts 2, starting in verse 1. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven, like the roaring of a mighty windstorm. And it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. This right here, the Spirit coming, shows us a few things. 
first it shows us that we don't have to go out alone. Remember again, he said, wait until. And that's because he knows there are some things that we can't do under human efforts alone. He wants to send us a helper, a comforter, a guide for these moments, for when we go and share the gospel. And second, we can see from this verse that he's already removing barriers even before he sends his people out. He's already opening doors that may not have been possible before. And this is what is launching these people to go to Jerusalem, to go to Judea, to go to Samaria, and to go to the ends of the earth. And in reading about this day, I began to think, like, did they reach it? Have we reached it? Have we reached the ends of the earth when it comes to the message of Christ being spread? I'm not so sure. I'm not sure because there are still so many people on this planet who do not have access to this book. According to 22, uh, 2022 Wycliffe statistics, 1.45 billion people do not have a full Bible in their first language. 1.45 billion people. Does that stir something in your heart hearing that, that there are so many people that can't just go and pick up this book and start reading? Does it stir something in you to get involved or get into Bible translations? Because shouldn't every person on this planet get to hear about the God who loves them and get to hear this story that changes lives? But also, in thinking this, I got thinking, but what about those people that do have access to this book, but just think, meh, it's not for me? You know, what about them? What about those who maybe even have a copy of this book in their home, on their shelf, but the most it's doing is just collecting dust? Or what about that coworker that on a Monday morning always asks, how was your weekend? What did you do? And you just happen to skip over a Sunday morning because you don't really want to bring up the fact that you went to church because you don't really know how they'll react and you just don't want to get into that, so you skip right over that. Or that family member that all of a sudden just kind of stopped coming and Oh, I, I didn't want to pry, I didn't want to ask, I just, I just want them to kind of figure it all out on their own. Or the neighbor you always see and think, maybe one day, maybe one day I'll even, even just invite them in for dinner and we'll get to talking and maybe that'll lead to something. But what about the people in our lives outside of these four walls that don't know Jesus? Do they fit into this command that we should be his witness to? Are they included in to the ends of the earth? Every person sitting here this morning, every one of you watching online has a story to tell. Maybe as Dean said week one, maybe it's been a 180 experience. Maybe the Lord has come into your life and completely changed everything in an instant. But maybe you've also just been at church your whole life. It's always been a part of who you are. But no matter what, you have a story to tell. And as soon as we leave these doors today, as soon as you turn off the computer, you have the opportunity to take a daily step in faith, to be a witness to God, to the people in your life, which is all a part of that ends of the earth. And if the old is gone, if the new has come, if you've been rene renewed by and for Christ, then you have a story to tell, and you can be a part of seeing a world 
changed for eternity. But I know it can still be scary, and it can still be intimidating. And you may be sitting here thinking, I, I know. I know that person in my life. I know they're lost, and I know this is what, what they need, but what happens if it ruins the relationship? And I want to challenge us today to think, what if it doesn't? What if next week that person could be sitting here at church in the seat beside you? Outreach and evangelism are two ways to take daily steps of faith here in PEI or wherever God is calling you to. To those who are in your life now or to those you have yet to meet. Because when we take those steps, when we take those daily steps, when we say yes to being a witness for Jesus, we carry the good news everywhere we go. And it's good news. We don't have a bad story to tell. It's good news that we are trying to share. Acts 1.8, it's not just a passage where Jesus is just talking to missionaries. It's not a passage just talking to those who are leaving everything and going and moving somewhere. When we look at the people who were there on that day, we need to realize that not all those who were with Jesus left Jerusalem. Some ministered where they were at because Jerusalem needed to hear the good news too. See, sometimes we are called to go. We do think of missionaries who are called out and called to leave everything and go. Sometimes we're called to stay. We're called to be examples to those in our lives. Maybe you're called into mentorship or called to serve in your church or your community. And sometimes we're called to support those who are called to go, to support missionaries, to support different mission organizations, and to be involved even from where we're at. Out of these uh, three kind of scenarios, I want to talk for a few minutes about that last one. Looking at how we can be a part of seeing a world changed for Jesus through supporting those who are called to go or through being involved with mission organizations that are out there. In writing this and, in, and knowing that um, this morning would kind of lead a bit to talking about global missions, I was thinking about all the different organizations that you guys are involved in. And it made me really excited because all of a sudden, from First Baptist, I started seeing all these little arms stretching out all across this world. There are people involved here with missions in Cuba, in Puerto Rico, in Bolivia, in Nicaragua. There are people sitting here this morning that are involved in Bible translation. There are people here who sponsor children from nations all around the world. And that is huge, being a part of those kids' lives. And that is that sometimes we're called to support and to be a part of something financially, prayerfully, through volunteering, but to be a part of global missions from where we are at today. And that is just as important when it comes to being a witness to the ends of the earth. I've learned a lot about outreach and evangelism over these past three years. As we look at how worlds can be changed for eternity, and as we talk about global missions, Dean encouraged me to share this morning a bit about a ministry that I've been involved in, in Guatemala. I've had the privilege to work for an organization called Impact Ministries for the past three years. I first became involved with this ministry in 2015 when we sent a short-term mission team from this church, from the youth group here, 
down to Guatemala for an 11-day trip. Fast forward to 20, that's our team that went there, but fast forward to 2019, the founder of this ministry came to Canada. He was um, going around sharing at some churches, and he came here to first one evening just to share about what was going on in Guatemala and in the ministry. Well, shortly after that visit, I came on staff with them and started organizing short-term mission teams to go down to Guatemala from Canada. That was November 2019, and we all know what happened in the next two years. So I really didn't have very many teams going to Guatemala, so my role had shifted a lot and evolved a lot, and um, just recently I took on this position that I'm in today as operations manager, uh, and I work closely with what is happening here in Canada and how we can support those in Guatemala. When I think about my own personal life, I would never have imagined that I would have a daily glimpse into a remote town in the mountains in Guatemala. Just was not on my radar, was not part of my plan at all, but it is just so encouraging to see what God is doing down there. And as I was thinking about this and putting some thoughts together, I was thinking, I wouldn't have this position today if it wasn't for this church. This church in so many ways has raised me to be who I am today. We looked at that last week, how we can just be a body that supports one another and raises each other up. And in so many ways, this church and people in it have just shaped me and encouraged me. But also, I wouldn't have this job today if our church never said yes to sending a short-term mission team down to Guatemala. So truly, I am so grateful for you and all of you that said yes to taking that step. Um, a little bit about Impact Ministries. In Guatemala, we work uh, in a town in the mountains called Taktik. So this is where Taktik is. It's about six hours from Guatemala City. And there are about 38,000 people. Uh, in There's 15,000 in Taktik, but about 38,000 uh, in the areas that we work in. These people every day face poverty, they face oppression, they face illiteracy. Just to kind of give us some perspective, um, it would be they would work for a full day, eight to ten hours, um, or eight-hour days, and get eight to ten dollars for a day. And because they need that eight to ten dollars to provide for their families, work is valued greatly over education, which then leads to really high numbers of people who are illiterate. About 80% of the population or of the people that we work with are illiterate, and most people don't even graduate elementary school. I'm going to talk about our schools in a second, but just a quick story of how God was working these last couple years is because of these high numbers, a lot of our parents, for the kids who come to our schools, don't know how to read and don't know how to write. But because they've had to learn from home for the last couple years, our teachers said they would look on the screen because they would be doing virtual ones and the kid would be sitting there and the parent would be right beside them learning how to read and write. So we are definitely seeing um, an improvement in this, but, but it is, they're, they're facing these things every single day. So in 2000, uh, Les and Rita Peters, they moved to Guatemala to begin Impact Ministries. Before this, they really had this sense that God was calling them to become missionaries, but they didn't really know where or what that could look like. So for eight years, they traveled back and forth from Canada to Guatemala, learning about the culture, learning the language, 
learning about um, the people there and just building relationships, really just waiting for the right doors to open. Reminds me a bit of Jesus commanding those apostles, just wait, don't leave Jerusalem until, and it's that reminder that he always has the time in mind. He always has that perfect plan. Well, when 2000 hit, they knew that the Lord was calling them to tactique, so they packed up their youngest three kids, and they drove down from BC to Guatemala to begin the process of learning Spanish, which is the main language spoken, um, and really becoming a part and serving in this community. So Impact Ministries started as one school with 78 kids. Today it has grown to include 10 school programs with over 1,800 students. It also includes a medical clinic, which many in this church have gone down and served in. Um, it's grown to include an agricultural program where we can provide a healthy meal every day for these kids. And um, also three churches. And then in 2019, we opened our children's home, which is a home for orphaned and abandoned children. Uh, right now, we have 11 kids in our home. So right from the beginning, Les and Rita, they really wanted to make sure that no matter what, Jesus remained the center of everything they did. They trusted every step of the way that the Holy Spirit would be leading them. They knew that they would be going into unreached communities, communities that had never heard of the gospel, communities that didn't have schools, that needed a place for education. And right from the beginning, they placed such an importance in raising up the Guatemala leaders. It's exciting to see that we now have a staff of over 200, and a lot of these were once students in our schools. And it's cool to just watch them really take ownership. They're the ones who are now saying, could we go here? Could we dream of opening this and really taking a hold of that five-year plan? This all started when two people said yes to the Lord's calling on their life. When two people said yes to reaching outside of current limits and using their lives as a personal witness of the gospel, it started with outreach and evangelism, and they trusted that the Holy Spirit was leading them. I want to share with you guys just bits and pieces of a letter that's going out um, to our team at Impact. You guys are getting a bit of a sneak peek because it's not actually done yet, but I got a draft of this uh, email about a week ago. As I was putting together some thoughts for the sermon, and truthfully, I was kind of feeling stuck and kind of being like, where, where are you going, Kristen? Like, pull it all together. Wrap it up. <laughs> but I got this letter, and I thought to myself, this is it. This is what it looks like when a world can be changed for eternity. When we start looking at outreach and evangelism as daily steps of faith. So the letter says this, or the email. What does it take to build a brighter future for children in an unreached community in Guatemala? Patience, sacrifice, connections, and a whole lot of prayer. For many years, we've been focusing on the communities where we already have schools and continuing to go deeper with our current students. But recently, the local municipal powers and the Department of Education came to us. They've been taking note of what we've been doing for 22 years and they began talking to the leaders of our schools. The Ministry of Education doesn't have the resources, so they're inviting Impact Ministries to step in. Isn't this exciting? The Guatemala leaders are enthusiastic about opportunities in new communities. They see it as a missional opportunity within their own country. 
but they're also clear-eyed about the sacrifices that it'll take. So often, remote communities are weary of outsiders. They don't see a need for an education. It takes a lot of patience to build trust, and it's a huge sacrifice for teachers to move into these communities. Our Guatemala leaders have been exploring some unreached communities. They found the ones that have huge needs, lack of resources, education, and the word of God. Now, we build trust with the leaders and families in these communities and see whether they are open and whether this is where God is leading us next. Patience, sacrifice, connections, and a whole lot of prayer. In Guatemala and here in PEI, those Guatemala leaders know what this could lead to. They've seen it done in their community. They've seen it done in their family. They've seen it done in themselves. They've seen how one school can lead to a whole community being changed for eternity. Now, we may not be trying to reach whole communities of unreached people, but the same way that they are looking at every day as a missional opportunity in their own country, we can look for missional opportunities right here in Charlottetown. Even when it means patience, even when it means sacrifice, connections, and a whole lot of prayer. I love this ministry, and I love the way that so many of them are just living their lives for Jesus. They are so excited every day to wake up and serve him. It is the priority in their life. And I could stand here and tell you all the ways that you can get involved and 23 stories about the children and those sweet little babies that come into our home and just things that have been done there. But what I really want to get across this morning and what I want you to really tune in on is that sometimes God is calling you to missional opportunities and all it takes is saying yes and taking that step in faith. Because if you take your step, if I take my step, and if we all keep walking in the way of the Jesus, how could this world not be changed? Whenever we feel like we're just one person, we're small, we're stuck, I'm uncertain of how to even begin. I don't have the courage to share. I don't know how to get involved in global missions. I'm so intimidated by the word evangelism and outreach. But whenever we feel like that, just know that it may be your yes that can change everything. And know that he is never going to send you in it alone. I'll invite the worship team back up as I leave you with this. I want us to remember here this morning, not everyone is called to pick up everything and start a school and start a ministry. Not everyone is called to move to a small town in the mountains of Guatemala. But everyone has the opportunity, as soon as we leave here today, to be a part of seeing the world change for Jesus. And that is you, and that is me here in Charlottetown or wherever you are watching from, to make a difference for Jesus, to speak his name, and to be his witness to the ends of the earth. You've been listening to the Rooted and Reaching podcast, a weekly ministry of First Baptist Church in Charlottetown, PEI, Canada. Our theme music is inspired by Ben Sound. For more information or to support the ministries of FBC Charlottetown, please visit our website, myfbc.ca, today. 
If you found the content of today's podcast encouraging, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast and drop us a comment. In addition, consider sharing today's Rooted and Reaching podcast with at least one other person this week who might be blessed through it or become better biblically rooted through it. Until next time, thank you for listening.